the Bible Study Podcast, episode 766. Today, the Bible Study Podcast concludes the study of the book of Micah with chapter 7. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. As we go through the minor prophets, remember they are minor not because they are unimportant, but because they are short and to the point. And Micah is almost over here. We got one more chapter here, which is Israel's Misery, chapter 7. What misery is mine? I am like one who gathers summer fruit at the gleaning of the vineyard. There is no cluster of grapes to eat, none of the early figs that I crave. The faithful have been swept from the land. Not one upright person remains. Everyone lies in wait to shed blood. They hunt each other with nets. Both hands are skilled in doing evil. The ruler demands gifts. The judge accepts bribes. The powerful dictate what they desire. They all conspire together. The best of them is like a briar. The most upright, worse than a thorn hedge. The day God visits you has come the day your watchmen sound the alarm. Now was the time of your confusion. Do not trust a neighbor, put no confidence in a friend. Even with the woman who lies in your embrace, guard the words of your lips. For a son dishonors his father, a daughter rises up against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies are the members of his own household. But as for me, I watch and hope for the Lord. I wait for the God, my Savior, my God will hear me. Well, well, Micah does not live in a very pleasant place here, and it does not sound that good. It sounds pretty miserable, and that's why it says Israel's misery. This land where people are out to get one another, this land where you go out like gathering summer fruit, and you're in the vineyard, and the grapes aren't ready yet. The grapes won't be ready until the fall, so there's nothing there. So we're not having enough to eat. And then also worse than that, the faithful have been swept from the land. No upright people remain. And what happens when no upright people remain, when people are not faithful to God, is things go downhill and they go downhill pretty fast. And that's really what Micah is talking about here. Everyone lying in wait to shed blood. They hunt with each other with nets. This is like a failed state. This is like the stories we used to hear coming out of Mogadishu and places like that where the strong get what they want and the weak get nothing or what they have is taken away because there is no rules. There are no laws. And that is not a fun place to live, especially if you are not the strongest among all of the strong. And so we get this situation, this dystopian land that is this description of Israel and Judah at the time here of Micah, where the ruler demands gifts and the judge accepts bribes. And how many times has Micah talked about this issue here with bribery? How many times has he talked about justice? It is amazing what a powerful metaphor injustice is in these minor and major prophets for the state of the people of God. And it's funny because it seems like it's not a religious issue. It's a political issue. It's a, it's who has the power and what do they do with it? And yet all things for God are religious issues. All things have to do with how we live in community with one another. And justice is one of those things that indicates how well we do. 
Then again, as we talked about last week, and I've talked about many times, justice meaning not just justice for the people who have the money to pay the bribe, not just justice for the powerful who get to dictate what they desire and conspire together, but instead justice for the widow, the orphan, the powerless, the foreigner, the people who cannot buy justice, and they get it because it's the right thing to do, because the law applies to everyone equally and fairly. And if it doesn't, then you live in this dystopian state that Micah is talking about. The day your watchmen sound the alarm, now is the time for your confusion. Again, does not sound like a great place to live, and you can't trust anyone, Micah is saying. Don't trust a neighbor, don't trust a friend, don't trust the woman in your embrace, your father, your daughter, your mother, your daughter-in-law, your mother-in-law. Everyone is out for themselves. What a terrible, terrible place to live. I don't think this is where I live. I don't think this is where you live. Sometimes we can feel that way. Sometimes if we watch the news and we only get the bad news, we can believe that there are only bad people in the world and everyone is out to get us. And I don't think that is true. And it probably wasn't true in Micah's time for everyone, but certainly there are places where there is less justice. There are places where there is more selfishness. And those are places that are further from God. And those are places that are further from what God wants in terms of how we behave and how we act towards one another. But Micah says, I watch in hope. I wait for God, my Savior. God has not abandoned his people, Micah believes. God has not left and gone away and will not come back. But Micah waits for the Lord. And so it goes on to more hope. Israel will rise. Do not gloat over me, my enemy. Though I have fallen, I will rise. Though I sit in darkness, my Lord will be my light. Because I have sinned against him, I will bear the Lord's wrath until he pleads my case and upholds my cause. He will bring me out into the light. I will see his righteousness. Then my enemy will see it and will be covered with shame. She who said to me, where is the Lord your God? My eyes will see her downfall. Even now she will be trampled underfoot like mire in the streets. The day for building your walls will come, the day for extending your boundaries. In that day, people will come to you from Assyria and the cities of Egypt, even from Egypt to the Euphrates, from the sea to sea, and from mountain to mountain. The earth will become desolate because of its inhabitants as a result of their deeds." And so again, this is one of those in those days kind of verses, which I believe almost always are looking ahead. And they're looking ahead here from where the people of Israel and Judah are, Israel about to go away and vanish, and Judah about to go off into exile. But the day will come, the day will come while they will rise. The day will come where God will bring them back. And it says that everyone who is gloating now to see their downfall, will be humbled. Trampled like mire in the streets. Well, that's not good. You don't want to be trampled like mire in the streets. There's a lot of things you don't want to be trampled like, but basically that they will get their comeuppance. All of those people who are laughing right now in Micah's time at the people of God and who will laugh when they are carried away will cry when they are brought back and will cry when they see them replaced when they see them reestablished. And I think that is both 
you know, 70 years in the future from Micah's time when they come back from exile, although they come back a fairly weak nation. Uh, And so I think we're also then looking still further ahead when God establishes his kingdom. Prayer and praise, and we end this way. And what a great way to end any book in the Bible, any chapter in the Bible, with prayer and praise. Shepherd your people with your staff, the flock of your inheritance, which lives by itself in a forest, in fertile pasture lands. Let them feed in Bashan and Gilead, as in days long ago, as in the days when you came out of Egypt. I will show them my wonders. Nations will see and be ashamed, deprived of all their power. They will put their hands over their mouths, and their ears will become deaf. They will lick dust like a snake, like creatures that crawl on the ground. They will come trembling out of their dens. They will turn in fear to the Lord our God, and will be afraid of you. Who is a God like you, who pardons sin and forgives the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance? You do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. You will again have compassion on us. You will tread our sins underfoot and hurl all our iniquities into the depths of the sea. You will be faithful to Jacob and show love to Abraham as you pledged on oath to our ancestors in days long ago. So you may remember in last week's chapter, we talked about how God wanted us to behave to live justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly. And that second one, to love mercy, you see one of the reasons for that in this section here, as the prophet looks forward to the day when God forgives and brings back the remnant. He looks forward at a God who loves mercy. And the reason why God wants us to love mercy is God wants us to be like him that God loves mercy, that he doesn't delight in punishing people. He doesn't delight in people getting what they deserve. He delights in people getting forgiven and restored. And so Micah looks forward to a day when the people of God will be forgiven and restored, not because they earned it, not because they didn't deserve punishment, but because God loves mercy, as God wants us to love mercy. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Everyone wants to change the world. Capital Ministries is doing just that, one heart at a time by creating disciples of Jesus Christ among political leaders in the U.S. and foreign nations. For more than 25 years, founder Ralph Drawlinger has written Bible studies specifically for public servants. Study along with us and learn what the Bible says about capitalism, communism, abortion, same-sex marriage, and other contemporary issues. Subscribe and follow us at lifeaudio.com or search Capital Ministries on your favorite podcast platform.